Take me down, down, down to the sea. Oh, what up, drinkers? That's right. It's another episode of Music Improves with Brian and Johnny. I apologize there. I was singing a little bit of Judd Harris, who is our guest this week. Uh, he has such good, fun, catchy song. I was just listening to it, and uh, it's just such feel-good jam. Judd Harris, who is currently in the Dominican Republic, but... He's originally from uh, New Orleans and then moved to New York City. Now he's out there, and he tells us the whole story of how he got there, about his, his new music coming out, his latest single that you could pre-order today on juddharris.com slash presave. So if you go to juddharris.com slash presave, you can preview the song I was just singing, Take Me Down. Uh, Judd Harris... Judd was fantastic. He was he was a lot of fun. He's just so cool, such a chill guy. He, um, he, I mean, he lives on a beach. How could you not be chill? He has such a cool vibe and cool sound. So I hope you guys enjoy this uh, and and hear his whole story because uh, he was former American Idol guy. He got to sing with Billy Joel. That's right. I'm giving away all the fun stuff. But you have to hear the stories because it's so interesting and so so much fun. Uh, the Billy Joel story is just incredible. So, guys, make sure you listen to this whole episode. This is fantastic. Take Me Down is his single, so check that out. And then, of course, give us some love as well. You can go find us on Spotify, of course, on the Instagrams and the Facebooks. We we post great, like, image clips. We got a thing, call out, shout out to Debbie, DW Photography. Check it out because she does all of our photos and stuff and and they're fantastic she helps with our posts and uh we'll be doing some actual photos soon of of johnny and i and she's going to be doing that for us so make sure you you follow us on all the social medias and keep up to up to date with all that uh that's right we got this interview this week so i hope you guys enjoy this we have a bunch lined up finally we kept saying it we kept teasing it we weren't lying but we had a bunch of just us two, and they've been a blast. So make sure you go back and listen to those if you have not heard them. We have some great lists and topics like AI, my favorite thing to talk about, uh, TikTok, uh, a lot of really fun topics, lists. Some, we did a cover song list, which is a lot of fun. So make sure you check that out. And, of course, check out this episode, this interview. We got, like I said, a few more lined up. So we got a bunch more lined up, so it's going to be a very busy summer, so keep up to date with that, and you know what? Let's just dive into this. This is Judd Harris. Enjoy this episode. This is a blast, so make sure you grab a drink, pop that top, and let's do it. <laughs> like a gangster. <laughs> keep me riding dirty. <laughs> yo, yo. Hey! What's up? How's everybody doing? Oh, we're living the dream. I, Are you? Uh, yes, indeed. It's been a okay. we've been, He always says that. Don't believe him. <laughs> He's lying. We were. I we, guess everyone has a different dream. That is true. Some people just they just want to be close to you. His dream is a nightmare. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Already not a fan of this interaction going. <laughs> <laughs> No. Well, we started off already the day realizing that it's been a minute since we've done an interview and being like, oh, shit, I forgot the password to my to our Zoom. So that's why we're a little late. I was like, crap. No worries. Uh, well, Glad you made it. Yeah. Well, thank you for being on. We're super pumped, man. 
It's a pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> it's good to be here. Awesome. Well, with Johnny uh, and Brian. With John, I'm Johnny. Brian. I'm Brian. Got it. Just a, sweet. You, Which I'm one's Brian. from San Diego? I'm from San Diego. Which, you're from San Diego, and you're the Michigan gonna, dude. Yes, this is how you're gonna talk every time. Every time I speak, I'm like, "This is Brian." <laughs> <laughs> You have to, we have to put up a little card that yeah, says yeah. our name on it. Every, yeah, or you're just going to be like, this is Brian. I'm from San Diego. This is Brian. So question. <laughs> we, we do this like in the A meeting where we all go, hi, Brian. Wow. We're on fire right now. Um, you know what? Hot. We like to, sh- uh, so music, mu- music and brews. We like to start off with a, with a cheers. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you're partaking. And any uh, drinks? I have a little. Wa- I have some water. Well, I have some water. That's go. good to go. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm I'm ill prepared. I should have brought a beer. Oh man, yeah, it's all good. I've got some Presidente in the fridge, but you know. Well, Ooh, if you want to run and grab it, we'll we'll wait. No, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, let's do a little cheers, man. Cheers. 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 Cheers, gentlemen. And welcome, everybody, to another episode of Music and Brews. I am your host, Johnny Bergen, and as always, my co-host, Brian Michael. What up, bro? Oh, we've been on fire today. That's right. Um, we were, we've been uh, Dr. Seuss rhyming since I got here. That's for, true. For a hot second. Everything we've said has been a rhyme. Yep. We wanted to do that for, for our guests. For our guests, yep. And we haven't introduced them yet. Uh, <laughs> but... But we're not that quick, I don't think. No, we're not that fast on our, on our feet. If not, we would we would just straight do it without saying anything and see when you would when, when, when how, you would notice. See how you act. Well, uh, let's go ahead and introduce him really quick. Uh, so because you've already heard a little bit from him, but we have an amazing artist uh, uh, joining us today. His name is Senor Judd Harris. I like it, Senor Judd Harris. <laughs> Senor That's me. Judd Harris. <laughs> how you doing today, pro- man? It's an appropriate title for a guy sitting in the Dominican Republic right yeah, now. Yeah, that oh, is. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I just read that a little while ago. And yeah, I was we'll like, have oh, to dive into that a little bit. Ooh, we will. <laughs> well, it's good to be here, guys. Yeah, thank you. Um, how you been? What's, uh, what's your day been like? You know, it's all right. I was running around town. I was taking care of a few things. Um, yeah. You know, nice nothing day. that's worth mentioning. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> watch a little baseball, you know, no big deal. Oh yeah, nice. I'm sure baseball's probably huge out there, huh? Oh yeah, it's uh, baseball and cockfighting. <laughs> I'm not kidding; it's true. <laughs> really? Like not two, what I expected to hear. <laughs> two main sports, if you if they can be called sports, here in the Dominican Republic. Wow, interesting. Do you partake yeah. in this at all? I don't own any chickens, as it turns out. No? So oh. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and it's an essential part of it, I assume. Right, right. You need, you need the chickens yeah. to do the cockfight. You have to have a very angry chicken. <laughs> Angsty. You know what? I think I could fight a chicken. <laughs> I, could do it. I knew, I knew you, you were going to make this joke at some point. At some point. <laughs> I, could, I could take I could take it. <laughs> no, that wouldn't be. I feel like that wouldn't be fair to you because I think you would lose. 
But anyway, <laughs> I think it would be fun to don't, watch. Do, don't they have like, don't they like take <laughs> knives to their feet or something crazy like that? that I will admit that I've never actually participated. I have not attended that's, a cockfight. That's, that's what the movies. Good. I think, though. you know, I, I, I just want to make it clear. I don't necessarily think this is a good idea. You know, it's probably <laughs> animal cruelty. I'm not. Yep. Yeah, that's good. I'm, yep. I don't participate. I'm just uh, relaying the information here. That's all. <laughs> you are the messenger. That's fine. That's right. Oh, gosh. Uh, well, we don't have to dive too deep into that. Yeah. Uh, let's, uh, first <laughs> of all. I'm already wanting to dissect the fight between Brian and the, the, chicken, and the chicken, but we'll move on. I know. I would. Well, it depends. If it had knives on its feet, that'd be a little scary. Well, I'm just thinking of you trying to punch it, and he would just poke you in the, in the, in the, in the fist, and then it'd hurt. And then you just grab it by the, by the <laughs> Oh, God, no. Now you're getting really dark with it. Let's move on. <laughs> um, so what we like to do first, we talk about what we're drinking. Mm-hmm. Um. I know that you're just drinking water right now, Judd. But you did have Presidente. What is that exactly, my friend? Yeah, yeah. Tell us about that. Uh, it's the the beer of the Dominican Republic. Presidente is like everywhere here. Um, you know, they they sponsor everything. They, there's like rum and beer. It's Presidente, and then like Brugal and Barcelo are like yeah. big rums here. Oh, and um, yeah, so you'll see like the big green Presidente logo all over the place. Like if you drive to Punta Cana. Is it's that, a big billboard on the highway. Do they also do the uh, uh, a pisco? Because there's a pisco called a presidente, and I was curious. I think a pisco is a Peruvian thing. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure, but I think so. Right. I'm Something, sure. or or like maybe it's uh, even in uh, uh, Portugal. I don't know. Yeah. It's yeah. not really Dominican thing. That's the point. That makes sense. It, if you had to describe it to the something beer. that's like in America. What, what would you say? Uh, it's just like a, it is a run of the mill, like a Pilsner. It's nothing oh. crazy. Gotcha. Very, you know, very, very straight ahead. Just easy like drinking. A, a light beer. You want to stay hydrated, <laughs> you just drink a bunch of Presidente. Presidente. <laughs> nice. All set. Solid. Nice, nice. Um, Johnny, am, how about you? I am, I was uh, running late today. I've been doing a million things today, but I got myself some White Claw. Nice. Because I'm being a sassy bitch today. But you know what? It's got lime, which seems kind of tropical. Yeah. Dominican. Would you consider Dominican tropical? Is it like a is tropical? A, or Caribbean? Oh, yeah. Oh, for yeah. sure. It is, right? Absolutely. Yeah, that's what and, I envision. I just want to see. And limon is everywhere, you yep. know. That's what I figured. <laughs> it, grows, it grows in my garden. Oh, oh, nice. So jealous. I missed that from California. Yeah, I missed lime that from Mexico. There. I'm from Mexico, by the way. Uh, yeah, I grew up oh, in Mexico okay. 18 years. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I just having some some white cloth because again, still on the cut. It's nice, and then so try whatever alcohol I consume. It's usually less calories that I'm trying to do today. Good job, man. Yeah, they, gotta they, get those gains. Gotta get them gains. <laughs> well, I guess those losses. Keep it, keep it tight. <laughs> I uh, I'm actually a little themed as well today. Oh, I got some Corona. Yeah, Corona. Okay, which is very nice Mexican beer, but Hispanic. You know tropical it's available here yeah good perfect they're trying to make a push into this market there's a lot of branding around yeah do you want to know okay we are gonna we're we're gonna get to the music don't worry but there's something fascinating that i that i learned recently is um you know you know like something bad for beer is is sunlight and and this beer in corona particular has you know their bottles are clear clear so so all of the flavor Corona took on a very specific flavor. And when they released the can, 
the 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 original like the can version of of Corona is different because it was technically the like what it's supposed to taste like. Yeah, but people didn't like it, or uh-huh. they just didn't like that it was different. I agree. So they they shine light onto their beer in in the brewer in the brewery, and then can it, and then can it. Is that why it kind of has? It, wow. I will say yeah. it kind of has it's a freaking stink wild. To it. Yeah, and that's that. That's and because like it's it. a clear beer. Oh my or god! A clear, You're blowing uh, my bottle. mind. But but because everybody in the but the can doesn't get any sunlight, so every so so everybody was like, "This is terrible." Corona's like, "I guess we'll we'll spoil it. Yeah, beer. we'll make it <laughs> shitty. I guess here you go." And did that work? I what didn't did know this was going to be an educational experience. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, it's a fun. It was a fun fact that I learned that I was like, no, and yeah, and the, the person that told me about it, it like, is oh, a yeah. fun fact. Yes, I like that. I'm having fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, my friend. Well, let's dive in a little bit. Um, so, so we usually we have a ton of questions. I mean, I I'm super pumped. I loved uh, the the well the new EP that's about to drop. It's not out yet, but it's amazing. I love it. Um, yeah. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Can I, can I just ask, like, uh, mm-hmm. so you're in, you're in the Dominican Republic right now. Originally, yes. you're from New Orleans. Is that right? Yep. I'm a New Orleanian, indeed. So how long have you been in Dominican Republic? Uh, so we've been living down here for about seven or eight years. Oh, okay. Um, Dang. But we lived in New York for many years before that. So I went oh. from New Orleans to New York. I went to New York University, yep. stayed in New York. Um, actually met my wife in Boston. She was in school there and she moved to New York to be with me and we eventually got married. And so I've been like, my life has been in thirds, like a third in New Orleans, a third in New York, and now like another almost third here in uh, Las Terrenas, Dominican Republic. That's awesome. Awesome. Um, so, so give us a little bit of, uh, I mean, so that was uh, where where you've been throughout, uh, throughout your life, but give us a little history on your music and and all the path that you've taken to, from the beginning to now and kind of what inspired you and where you're at kind of the overview. Yeah. It's definitely been a long and strange journey. Um, (laughs) I started out, well, seriously, I started out in, um, New Orleans doing theater, I was a musical theater kid. I went off to Tisch School of the Arts at New York University to do theater. Uh, I got out of school. I did some, a little bit, and decided pretty quickly that I didn't want to kind of pay my dues doing the type of theater I didn't want to do in order to get to the type I did. And uh, ended up realizing that all I really wanted to do was sing on stage. That's what got me into, you know, theater in the first place. So I ended up in a couple different bands, eventually... Uh, landed on Visible from Space, which was um, my band for a while up in New York. And during that time, I also ended up on a television show that you may have heard of called American Idol. And uh, I have no idea. What is that? Oh, so it's this singing competition. Uh, (laughs) So I I was on American Idol. I was um, top. 24 i guess i guess top 20 24 one of those uh so i got to be on the live show and i'm i was on season what was that four i think with uh carrie underwood and Bo bice oh, and constantine okay. marulis and all those guys oh, yeah. um and so that was quite a surreal experience and then eventually just went back to new york was still doing my band visible from space and then moved here and so i got wow. here and I did. I had two albums with my band Visible from Space, and then after that, when I was here, I started with this group here for a while, but ended up solo basically. And uh, you know, during the lockdown, I 
basically started playing a lot more guitar and started writing a bunch of music. And I was writing music with my writing partner, Rick Nosa, Invisible from Space. And now I've been writing music on my own. And uh, this is the first music, actually, after all of these years of doing music that I'm putting out under my own name, yeah. which is kind of cool. That's awesome. So when you, uh, I guess I'll dive in. I got a couple questions that already popped up in my head. Are you cool with that? Okay. Brian? Uh -huh. I mean, like, like, are you cool? I'm always cool, John. <laughs> um, so <laughs> starting, I mean, like, we're just going to just kind of jump into some questions. I'm not really going to gonna go from, a, like, like chronologically, just kind of as we go through. Um, as you were saying, you've written a lot with, with other people, especially with the band and everything. Visible from Space, I just looked them up. Um, uh, how is it now writing a little more just your own stuff and kind of, uh, like, like, are you still co-writing or is a lot, most of it just kind of you writing on, on your own? Uh, well, right now I'm really just writing music myself. Yeah. Um, my guitar playing ability has gotten to a point where I feel a lot more comfortable doing that. I was writing music on my own before that I would bring to the band. Um, but a lot of times I was just writing melody and lyrics out of the blue. Like I could play some guitar, but you know, often I was just kind of writing melodies without an instrument, which um, is kind of freeing sometimes. But now that I have a little more guitar ability, um, I actually took it upon myself to write 30 songs in 30 days, oh, uh, which is a project that I, uh, that I took on. I just sort of wanted to get better as a songwriter. And so I figure anything you want to get good at, if you practice it, you can get better at it. And uh, I had heard that Paul McCartney had used to get up every day, have a coffee and write a, a song. And I thought that was so cool. I was like, maybe I can do that. So not easy, right? It, it was pretty daunting. But as it turns out, the, that pressure that, that I put on myself was actually really helpful because I couldn't stop and judge the songs that I was writing very harshly because there was no time. I just was like, all right, just fill in the lyrics, whatever fits, you know, write a verse, write a chorus, whatever it is, you just got to get it done. And um, obviously I, I came back and, and looked at all the, the 30 songs that I had and I said, you know, that there's something I like about every one of these songs. And... I was then able to, you know, revise them and make those lyrics better and maybe rewrite a bridge or change a verse or whatever it was. And I looked at all this material and thought, you know, I've been writing music while I've been here. I did this project and had 30 songs. I said, maybe it's time to make a record. So wait, so you didn't do any revising on the 30 songs, but then uh, until the end. Right. Basically, okay. I was just writing the song oh, every cool. day. And leaving it alone, you know, I'd make a little like I'd, I'd use my phone and I would, you know, put it in the in in the voice uh, app or whatever it is and just play it into my phone. And once I felt it was a whole song, move on to the next one. So that was pretty cool. And lots of weird stuff came out, too. Like you never <laughs> you know, I was really there was no time to stop and think about it. So I wrote like a bluegrass song. I wrote like an emo song. I wrote like all kinds nice. of crazy stuff. And it was really fun. You know, I was really just having a good time. And like I said, there's something that I really loved about every one of them. Yeah. Obviously, some I don't think I'm going to ever go back to. But, you know, uh, it was a, a really cool exercise for me. Yeah, you know, that I do find that fascinating because I think it's a good way to get out of uh, a problem that I have and I know a lot of people have is like a, a perfection anxiety of uh, when you write a song and you like, you don't know how to finish the song because you're like, this sucks or whatever. <laughs> but if, you, if you're forcing yourself to write every day, you know, does that 
help get out of that mentality or I don't, I don't even know if you suffer from that at all but no i definitely do um you know i think there's like the third verse problem you know you get like verse verse chorus and then you're like uh what do i want to say now <laughs> um or oftentimes i think one thing that would get me stuck is you're trying to judge while you're trying to write and you can't kind of do both those things at the same time. Uh -huh. And I think that's really what maybe writer's block is, is just trying to write and also judge at the same time. So I think I was able to just write and then come back and edit. And, and in some ways it's a lot easier to edit an existing work than it is to create it in the first place, I think. Yeah, I like that a lot. That's yeah. I I yeah. I'm suffering from that right now. With I've I've been writing a couple of just tracks that I want to release that are just like uh like like instrumental tracks, but I keep being like no, no. It, it, it could be better. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Sometimes uh, it's better to just finish it yeah, even if it's just go stupid yep. and then come back. Well, I think one of one of the lessons that I've learned moving to the Dominican Republic, there's all kinds of different people here from different parts of the world and everybody sort of has a different uh, perspective. And when it comes to music, I was playing music with some guys down here. One was from Belgium, one was from France, and Dang. they really did not see eye to eye with me on what I would call cheese factor, okay? So like gotcha. I would say that to me is cheesy and they would be like, what does that mean? <laughs> and if you've tried to explain to some French guys, like we have what cheese and cheesy, <laughs> you're like, you know, it's like not- Parmesan? cool it's cheese i don't yeah. know how to explain you know there's a novelty so i think i started to kind of be a little more open to their perspective and and realize that sometimes there are things that we as musicians are really snobby about but an audience member loves <laughs> and it kind of like i started to kind of be like you know what maybe that's okay you know maybe i'm not the coolest guy in the world i'm just going to get up there and play stand by me and everybody's going to love it and that's going to be okay you know so i think um that sort of conversation with myself kind of started things and then i started writing these 30 songs and it was like i don't care whatever comes out comes out and it was really healthy i think for my like creative process oh amazing yeah. it sounds Way more relaxed than Nashville is, let me tell you. So oh, we're, oh, my God. So we're in Nashville. <laughs> let me tell you, writers out here, it's very, uh, very serious. And let me, I will say, I love what you're doing, and I love that it's very freeing, and it sounds amazing, and I want to I, I, I'm do thinking of doing more, it, yeah. But I'm like, ooh, immediately. I was like, ooh, maybe next I, month. <laughs> I do like the practice of, like, I, I like both. I mean, I think there, there's, there's value in both, like, the Nashville way of writing is like every word has to mean so there's yeah, so much there, weight. There, there's to a every lot of weight word, to everything, mm -hmm. which is its own thing. I mean, there's different styles and stuff like that. But uh, but I think that for certain people that could really freeze them up, um, including this guy. <laughs> I'm Brian. God, these words are because I, I do that too. I'm like, man, these words are cheesy. But it's like, man, I didn't used to care. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, I think it's nice to be able to come back to a song with fresh perspective and be like, okay, that's not a very good verse. What can I do to make that better? Yeah. And I don't know if you have that kind of freedom if you're in a room in Nashville trying to write a song in one day or something. Right, right. There may not be that kind of time. And I'm not sure that's maybe the best thing for a creative process. Like sometimes you got to take a walk and think about it and then come back. You totally. know, I can walk down to the ocean and look at it, the waves and think about and talk to my, you know, keep singing the song in my head 
you know, and well, you come back and you've got it, you know. Well, that's I I read something the other day. I, yeah, I, so about filmmaking. Uh, there are some movies that these people take 10 years to write. Yeah. And it's an hour and a half to two hour movie. If you think of that like an album. Uh, like you're like oh so like one scene is basically a song and you're you're just trying to distill it down to two hours of your life in one night getting it all done instead of trying to span it out and being like all right get get it on the page and then you just edit 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 yep. edit and keep whittling yeah. it down like wood and I think there's another side to this coin also mm-hmm. for me um, I think when I was younger and I was in bands. If I finished the song, I was like, yes, I wrote a song, you know, (laughs) and like I never went back to change it because I was just so proud of it. You know, like I was like, wow, I wrote this song and it's great, you know, and I I was really bad at at going back and kind of looking at it with a critical eye and being like, that verse really isn't good. And you rhymed something that just eh, wouldn't. It's pretty stock, you know, whatever it is. I think developing that critical voice was something that I had to do. Um, but you can get overwhelmed by it pretty yeah. easily. That's cool. Yeah, I like this. That's fun. I'm going to kind of switch it around here. It, it's going to kind of relate. I think that where you're at, like you said, meeting different people, uh, learning new methods, going off of what your uh, uh, writer, co- co-writers um, were doing, uh, is unique maybe to, to there. Like, can you, can you tell us maybe the difference? So, like, from New Orleans to New York – to there are like did style change for you uh if we're talking about like musical style um i definitely internalize my experience which i think every musician does there's a whole canon of music in new orleans that you learn growing up these are mardi gras songs and just new orleans songs in general that everybody from new orleans knows these songs and people from not you know who fall in love with the city might learn this whole canon of music, but you grow up with it. And so it's part of you. And then, you know, you, you leave the nest, you go out into the world. I went to New York, obviously you're going to pick up music from all kinds of places in New York city. Um, and coming here, there's all kinds of different music that I'd never encountered before bachata and, you know, reggaeton and stuff that like is getting really popular on the radio right now. Like Mm -hmm. bad bunny is like the biggest artist in the world. And, you know, Despacito was like in every corner of the world for a while there, (laughs) you know? So, um, as far as how it's influenced my style, I think, (laughs) I think I used to try to be my heroes. You know, I used to try to be, cool you know i used to write i was trying to sound like prince i wanted to sound like lenny kravitz i wanted to sound like whoever it was you know that i thought was cool or like wrote a song that i could sing really well and i was like i want to sound like that and i think at the end of the day um i have finally realized that like you can't be somebody other than yourself you know and it sounds super corny to say it like that but it's true like a listener is going to know if you're being genuine or not, I think. And I feel in this moment, like I finally landed upon a sound that's mine. That's like my music. And it's a, it's me, you know, it's like, it's not cool. It's a little goofy. It's uh it's definitely positive. And uh, hopefully it brings joy to people. And that's just who I am. And I'm, you know, comfortable with that now. I'm not trying to be I'm not putting on the ruffly shirt and trying to be Prince. You know? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. 
I actually had a question within this. So this is a little more more technical, I guess. Um, so we, as so with your your newest EP, uh, I, I'm like like as you were were discussing how like your the different like as you've evolved uh, as a musician and everything, your newest EP has a little more <clears throat> like uh, like like. Uh, I guess Caribbean sound, a little more uh, 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 beachy. Yeah, I was gonna say it really is beachy. <laughs> I was gonna say SoCal sound. Yeah. Let me tell you oh, what. Fair. Real quick, I'm gonna jump in. You can finish a question. But I was listening to your music and I was like, oh my god, this reminds me of San Diego. Like, <laughs> so many uh, guys I knew would do this like Jack Johnson slash Jason Mrazzi thing, and I was like, this is cool. Like, I haven't heard this. Like especially here in Nashville, you don't hear that at all. And, no, and, not uh, at all. Nothing. So, so it's cool that you know I totally yep. like. Um, well, I'll say so. As you develop, is there any was it was it difficult in any way to kind of like change the r- rhyming scheme, the like the vocals, the lyrics, all of that from come from like a rock as you were saying, Lenny Kravitz and Prince, and a little more on the rock side to something of this style and genre. I mean, I think as a singer, I've I've always loved great singers. So, um, you know, I was I grew up singing from the very like first memory I have is I can't I can't separate me from singing. Like I've just been a singer for my whole life. Um, we used to sing as a family on road trips. You know, it was like that's what my life has been, and my voice has always been kind of that's what got me into musical theater. I just wanted to be singing on a stage, I was in chorus, I was, you know, doing all these things to be able to use my voice and get to sing. Um, so I think if you love a great singer, you, you try to mimic them a little bit and you kind of internalize in the same way a guitarist would internalize riffs. I think you kind of internalize like certain sounds and turns of phrase and the way somebody sings. Like if you listen to Bjork, for instance, she's very, very specific and interesting way of singing that's so different than anything else right but you know and then i and i listen to adele and i hear bjork in adele Hmm. now i don't know if that's true if she listened to bjork or not but i hear that there like i can hear her giving me a little little bjork flavor and so i think as a singer you do that you know and you internalize this stuff but at the end of the day like i'm just writing whatever comes out right like i'm I'm writing about what I feel and, you know, how I see the world. And um, I guess because I was writing on acoustic guitar, maybe that's more why it sort of ended up in more of a uh, kind of beachy, uh, chill place. But I'm also like a beachy, chill dude, right? Yeah. So it makes sense. <laughs> it's just kind of, mean, it, 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 you officially found what you what you feel like it should be. I mean, look at Kenny Chesney. I mean, he, he bought a place in the... Trinidad or something, something like that. His music got real beachy as well. Oh, you know that's like a huge. It's a part. state of mind. Yeah, I was gonna say. I feel I like know. everyone who, who moves out there is just like. Is that, oh, this is is that why all of my music is just pure metal? Because I'm just always like so angsty and just like, oh god, yeah, oh god. <laughs> I do think that when you leave the like civilized world, <laughs> like I'm not saying the Dominican Republic's not. But um, <laughs> when you sort of exit that like city life and you, you know, make the move that we did to become like expats, um, I think that when you go back, you you see things differently. Um, you know, you you see the commercialism of the United States. You see uh, you get on the subway 
you know, and watch people going to work and you're like, wow, I used to be that person, you know, and you really get this. Well, I I wouldn't say that necessarily, but you know, you definitely, let's say you gain perspective, you know, on this stuff. And I mean, I think maybe that affects you and that comes out in the music. Huh. What what drove this move? Yeah, I was just wondering that. I was like, I'm pretty sure he hasn't mentioned why. Why? What was the move out there? What was the reason? Right. So we met this incredible guy um, who is a dear friend of my wife's college roommate, if you can follow that. Um, and we went for my wife's roommate's bachelorette extravaganza. We went to Mexico, to Sayulito, Mexico. Nice. And, uh, and we met this guy. And when I tell you he was like the sweetest, kindest guy, and he was the life of the party, he like had one, <laughs> I don't know if I should even talk about this, but you know that that bathing suit from Bruno? Yeah. You know, the, like, <laughs> he like brought that and like everybody made everyone try it on. Like it was hilarious. <laughs> it, was a, it was wild, you know, it was really crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he was just so full of life and we had such a great time and spent like one week with this guy. And not long after that, we're talking like months later, but not that long after he passed away very suddenly. Oh, His name was John Crawford. And there's a hashtag live like Crawford because this guy was just such an amazing guy and everybody knew it. And he was in his thirties and he was getting ready for work and dropped dead one day. I think he had some kind of infection or something that he didn't know about. Um, and I have to say that like, we were really shaken up. My wife and I looked at each other and we were like, Whoa, like this is not forever. You do not live forever. And it suddenly seemed like there was, pressure to start living a life that we wanted to live. And we had always talked about this idea of like, someday we're going to like live in the Caribbean. We want to be like near the beach, be in, in the Caribbean. And we said, let's do it. Let's do it right now. Like, what are we waiting for? Like, this is, this is the only life we have. Like, what are we waiting for? Let's go live it now. And so we started planning and, um, we started saving money and my wife started making a plan to quit her job and go freelance. And I started bringing somebody into my real estate business that I was working on to try to keep that going. And eventually we found a house. We found the place in the Dominican Republic. We had been to Punta Cana on our honeymoon. We thought, you know, it was a really beautiful place. Um, and we found this particular house that was affordable and we were ready to go. And, uh, we then got drunk and we bought plane tickets. We were like, all right. We were like, all right, we're going. Yeah. You know, and we, we came down here and we're pretty decisive. Like we came to the town, checked it out, saw the project that we were looking at and we're like, done. We're in, that's it. And this house was not built yet. The one that I'm sitting in right now was not built yet. Um, so it's going to take months for them to build this house. And we decided that instead of having to explain ourselves to everyone about why we were doing this crazy thing and moving to the Caribbean, we were going to keep it a secret. And we thought that was, it ended up being really cool, right? So we're <laughs> every Sunday, we'd get pictures from the builder of the progress on the house. Yeah. And so we were at work, like saving money and working toward this thing. And like, we would get pictures of our little baby growing in the womb, you know, (laughs) (laughs) and it was so, it was like really, really exciting. And so finally it was done. And we like announced it to all our family and friends that we have this house. We want you all to come down and visit us. And that's, you know, kind of how it happened. Amazing. 
Ah, oh my god. That is really cool. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> I mean, that takes bravery. Is there is it something that uh I mean, you've been there 8 years. Obviously, there's 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 no regrets at all there. It sounds like uh <laughs> No, I mean, I don't know if this is our forever home, but um it's been a wonderful right 8 now. years. I mean, it's been and, you know, with the uh, with lockdowns and pandemics oh, and everything, there are a lot worse places that you could get stuck than you know, a little slice of the Dominican Republic and five minutes walk from a beach, you know, where it was warm the entire time. And we had our own little pool and, you know, we were isolated in a way, but, you know, not nearly as isolated as I think, you know, a couple in a one bedroom apartment in New York city would have been. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, you, so, uh, anything else that you want to add to this? I, I guess this is not music related at all, but I'm just so curious about this move. Was it, was it hard to find work out there? And part two, do you still have to pay taxes to America? Because I've always wondered that. Okay, so you do not get to stop paying taxes. That's for sure. That's what I thought. Um, though, depending on the city, city and state, if you're not actually living there, you you may not have to pay taxes there. But yeah, the federal government, Uncle Sam's going to get you, man. Yeah. <laughs> Can't escape. Um, it's gonna so, happen because it's gonna happen, baby. So in a way, this move made us the people we were supposed to be. Yeah. And what I mean by that is, my my wife was always working in publishing, and she thought she'd be a freelance editor of books when she left her job. And it turned out that she had this incredible. Once she had the mental space from quitting her job, she came up with this incredible idea for a book. And um, she actually wrote that book and it did very well. And she now has just published her sixth book in the series. What? So she's done incredibly well. And I came here and I had my real estate business going still, but I I ended up really playing music here and and doing that as sort of my job here, which has been just amazing. So I I sort of tell people like, like by making this bold choice, we ended up the people we were supposed to be her, a writer and me, a musician, you know, she was an editing book. She was very close to that, you know, but I was in, you know, doing music, but also real estate because music is a hard thing to support yourself with as everybody knows. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we ended up a musician and a writer. I should probably plug her book here. I was going to say, definitely plug her book. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, so she, I don't know. Can I curse on this uh, oh, podcast yeah. oh, or should I, I, I bleep I've myself? Said, I think I've said yeah. fuck like three or four times now. Well, shots. there you go. <laughs> so the first book was called The Life-Changing Magic, Life-Changing Magic of Not Giving a Fuck. Nice. It was a parody. It was a parody of the Marie Kondo book, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. Oh, um, <laughs> nice. But it did so well that she put out a bunch of other books, uh, Get Your Shit Together, being a, a New York Times bestseller and Calm the Fuck Down was Wait. one that did very well. But most hold recently, on, hold on, hold on. one second. Hold on. Oh, no. Hold Uh-oh. on. <laughs> I highly doubt that he has it, but I'm, I'm, I'm curious. No way, well, right? His, his wife. No might. way. Uh, it's all, I'm having what, fun. What's her name? What's, her, what's your wife's Sarah name? Sarah Knight. Sarah Knight. Sarah, Sarah Knight. Knight. No, no. It's co- no. The, the okay. book that she has is called Unfuck Yourself. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. And it sounded like in the vein of everything that you were saying. Yeah, well, she was one of the first to like come out with this potty mouth self help. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, um, and the newest book that she just put out is called Grow the Fuck Up, which is about uh, how to act like an adult and more importantly, perhaps to be treated like one. And if you 
you know, if you're, you got some kids that are graduating college, maybe it's a good gift for graduation. Fair. Yeah, there you Fair. go. Grow the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> things I'm, that, that, that Not just for kids. Said, yeah, adults. Saying, things that my uh, parents who... have said to me. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I, I apologize. I was like going to blow, it was going to blow my mind if she it had that book. Yeah. It has happened. Let's get back a little bit to, uh, to the music. Um, cause I want to talk a little bit more. So, so about, especially in particular about this, the, the new EP dropping. So you did your 30 days, 30 songs, and then this is what kind of led into wanting to release the EP. What, um, what officially made you want to just say, I'm going to start releasing again. I know you said you've been playing music there, which is awesome, but you know, releasing and then having to do the, the process of having to get a producer, having to do all these things. Yeah, so it was a, it's a good question because there was a moment and I was playing a show here in town and uh, somebody I know came up to me and they said, you know, I just love this song. It was a song called Simple Life, which is on the CP. Yeah, amazing. Um, because anybody who lives here could relate to this song. It's all about moving to this place. Um, and it's, you know, it's in particular about myself and my wife and the decision to come down here. Uh, so they said, hey, you know, I love this song. Is there a recording of it? Can I listen to it somewhere? And I said, you know what? There's not. And I thought there really should be, right? I mean, that's that's uh, kind of uh, malpractice on my part yeah, yeah. to not uh, <laughs> to not have a recording of a song that's popular around here, you know. So um, I, I I had that thought. That was uh, that wasn't one of the thirty songs in thirty days, by the way. But um, I had written that song when we were moving here about that decision. Um, and oh, so that's an I said, eight-year-old song. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. That's an that's an oldie. Nice. That was like one of a couple that I had written along the way as mm. we were moving here and living here. Um, so yeah, I I decided, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna start recording music again. And I did search for a producer um, and found Dave Schoenwetter, who's an amazing guy and uh, has become a friend. Um, and you know, we, we got to work and we started making this, we actually worked on one song first, which is a song called endless days. Um, and you know, I liked how it went and we kept working on it. I brought in a guy named Leo Abrahams, who is an amazing guitarist in the UK, uh, to help out. Cause I'm not as good a guitarist comparatively speaking. <laughs> um, I can really sing though, guys. I promise. Um, so, and, and he's like, I a, don't believe you, but okay. <laughs> yeah, he's a so, session, uh, a big time he, session musician, right? Yeah, I mean, he he was a connection that Dave had. Uh, he had worked with him in the past, and he said, you know, I think this guy would be really good on this song. And he did such beautiful work that I ended up bringing him in to work on all of it. And um, and the and the producer Dave, um, he did it. Death Cat for Cutie. Yeah, I mean, right? I know that's one of his credits. I'm not as familiar with his uh, with the specifics of like which tracks he worked on and stuff oh, like that. But he's awesome. definitely worked with some pretty amazing people and told me some like cool stuff. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he was like he was working on the first Fleet uh, Fleet Foxes album, which I love. No I think it's way. Um, oh. um, he, I don't know what his role was, but he was definitely involved with that project, and that was uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's been a really fun process it's been like back and forth. I go to New York and work with him. Sometimes it's remote. Like the other day I was doing a session with some horn players, which was really exciting um, for the next EP after this one that I'm working on. Um, 
So, you know, it's, uh, it's an interesting process. You know, the, the world has changed yeah. since I last was recording music. Yeah. Um, you know, now you can do everything remotely. You can have a, a guitarist in London and a producer in New York and the singer and writer in the Dominican Republic and make an album together. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's do, do you like it or is it kind of weird? Like to me, when, when I hear that, I'm like, oh, that'd be weird. Like I kind of would want to be with people or, or is it do you Such like the national? Well, I had I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had that option for sure. Like I, I didn't do vocals remotely. I we went into a studio nice. um, in Mercy Sound in New York City and went in together and did those because I just feel like that's like. I needed a booth. I needed like a proper, I don't yeah. know. I'm, I'm old school like that, I guess. Yeah. But, um, overall it's been a really cool thing because you can move the ball forward even when you're not together. Uh, it is less efficient. I will say that. Like, really? You know, if you've got a whole band together, cause the next EP that I'm working right. on is uh, a lot more of sort of a live band feel. It's a lot more new Orleansy. Okay. Um, and that record I would have loved to bring a whole band together and just record it one day, bang, bang, bang. And then you go back and do overdubs, which is how I'm used to recording. But, um, you know, being far away and all of that, it wasn't so easy to make that happen. So we've been kind of bringing in one guy at a time and it can be inefficient. You know, you're not in the same room together. They're not, you're not getting real time feedback. You're not able to bounce ideas back and forth. Um, but at the same time, there are definitely advantages you know, being able to, to work when you're not there. Yeah. Yeah. And work with people that are nowhere near you. Yeah. That, that to me would be the thing is being able to do what you're anywhere, being well, able to work with, with amazing musicians. Well, this podcast, yeah. the fa- like we yeah. didn't ever want to do zoom, but yeah, our we, goal was never to. And then we, and then, well, the pandemic and the pandemic happened. And now, you know, we get to interview, you know, guys in the Dominican, Rep- Dominican Republic, yeah. <laughs> you know, there like, you go. so it's like, it's just it is interesting, you know, because we've interviewed people all over the Norway. World, really. Norway was one of the crazy ones. Norway, that one Canadian. was crazy because we because the the we did two interviews with them because the first one actually that the audio corrupted, and and we were like, uh, hey, sorry, but it's, yeah, yeah, and timing is weird because the I think the time yeah, change the time was, change was weird. we did like eleven a.m. and it was like nine p.m. for him. It was like real weird. Yeah, it was funny. <laughs> Anyways, anyway, yeah, I mean, you, you guys are you guys are in Nashville, so you got studios every block and like a million incredible musicians at your disposal at all well, times. But you know, in New York, New York is much that way. Although real estate is in, insane, so I guess there are not as many studios as there used to be. I know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so, so I mean, we're, we're we are starting to head into the end anyway. But uh, so, so you were so the current song or like musical stylings. Uh, I'm kind of curious because you mentioned uh, the, the your 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 song "Simple Life," and so, but that you also the when you moved the the environment and the the stylistics around you kind of shaped your musical sensitivities right now. Um, mm-hmm. So did that song change as you went as 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 you went along, or um, or, or did you have the original the original idea with that one? So I think the original song was aspirational, as you would imagine, like I was dreaming of the life that I would have. And so that's sort of the sound that I came up with. And it sort of made sense to me at the time. And when I got here, 
it made sense to a lot of people. You know, I would play that song live all the time and people loved it. So, um, aspirational how enters like, 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 uh, Meaning, like uh, I was, I was writing for the person I was going to become oh, okay. <laughs> in in the Dominican Republic. I was like, you know, the style of the music was sort of, uh, you know, what I felt. It felt simple and it felt uh, islandy, you know. So I wrote a song that was simple and islandy about this big change that I was making. Yeah, that's it. that's awesome. Yeah, it's but so has it. Now, when you sing it or, or or perform it, has it changed a little bit? Does it does it? Do you have a different feel to it when you perform it now? Uh, I don't think so. I think it's still. I mean, I think it feels different. Mm-hmm. I don't think the way I play it necessarily changes, but I do think that there's obviously a different perspective as someone who's been here for eight years versus the guy who was dreaming of being here yeah. eight years ago writing that song. Maybe. So in that way, yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's a little tongue in cheek. I talk about, you know, not, you know, not freezing anymore, not freezing my toes off, you know, anymore, <laughs> not, not buying winter clothes, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, and now I think I find it more amusing now, I guess, than I did then. Now you're just like, <laughs> I did it. Well, cause yeah, I think about like what I thought my life was going to be like here and what it actually became was sort of, uh, better in some ways, but different than I thought. Ugh. That's awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. Fuck. Um, should we just should we just can, leave? Like, can I? Let, let's just leave Nashville and go. Nah, no, I okay. like it here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I bought a house. We, I'm stuck. we can visit. <laughs> um, so I just want to. I want to. This has been fun. I'd like to throw it back. Um, Johnny, you, you really just dove in on all these questions, but there was a couple. Yeah, I did. I did. Early I did. on questions I wanted to ask, just because I'm curious. So. One is I saw the video of you singing with Billy Joel. Yeah. I wanted to ask about that. Like, where was that? How did it come about? How'd you get on stage? Yeah, so that's all that. Good point. I, I told you my whole musical journey without even mentioning that incredible moment. That is a, um, yeah, that seems like an oversight. That. <laughs> I agree. Um, I should be docked pay for that. For sure. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I was at New York University um, studying oh. musical theater at Tisch. And uh, I had heard about this thing Billy Joel was doing called an evening of questions and answers and a little bit of music. And he did it at my brother's school at University of Pennsylvania, where my brother Scott was going to school. And Scott had told me that some kid was like, hey, I play piano. Can I like come up and play with you or whatever? And I said, "Okay, well, that's interesting. Like. Maybe I could get up and sing with him. That would be cool. And I was like, nah, you know, whatever. But my friend Steve was going to get us tickets. It was like me and my friend Maddie and my friend Steve and somebody else. I can't even remember who. How old and he was you? supposed to. Uh, this was 1990. Oh, I'm going to age myself. Ooh. 1998. Oh. Uh, so. Uh, what, so I didn't say how old I was. Then. Yeah, I was gonna say that doesn't <laughs> really give us say. a. This doesn't really give us the. I was twenty one. Ah, twenty one okay. years old. You could have and, said uh, you could have said two thousand and five and said twenty one. I was twenty one. Right, twenty one. <laughs> and uh, so it turned out he only got two tickets. So my my buddy Steve didn't get to come, which is really sad considering what ended up happening. So my friend Maddie and I went because we were the bigger Billy Joel fans. Like I grew up listening to a lot of Billy Joel. That was like my parents' music. Yeah. And um. 
I was jumping out of my seat trying to get him to call on me because I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to ask him if I can sing with him. I was like, when am I ever going to have an opportunity to do this again? Like, why not? You know? And I guess that's in my personality, as you can tell. (laughs) (laughs) I'm willing to to go put myself out there. Um, (laughs) So, yeah. So I'm jumping out of my seat and a little timer goes off on stage. And he's answered people's questions. He's been really nice. He's played some songs. And uh, the timer goes off and I'm like, oh, no, I'm running out of time here. And the next person he called on was me. He's like, this guy right here. And that guy was me. (laughs) And I stood up and I was like, "Uh, one of my favorite songs of yours happens to be a duet. And I was wondering if you would make my life or whatever and let me sing it with you. (laughs) And he was like, I mean, he was so chill about it. He was just like, oh, you want to sing it? Come on. Yeah, come on up here. That's cool. Place goes nuts. I run up on stage. Um, We we we're talking up. I'm talking to Billy Joel, which to me is like, I I mean, I grew up on this guy's music. I know a lot of people hate on Billy Joel, and I it's fine, but um, but to me this was like incredible. This special moment to meet this guy, and uh, I'm like, you know. He's like, what do you want to do? What are you going to sing? I'm like, uh, well, you know, you're the famous one. Maybe you should take the verse about fame. I'm overthinking this, obviously. And he's like, well, wait, now which? He's like, which verse is the one? I'm like, you know what? Any way you want to do it is fine with me. Thank you, sir. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, so, just, we're good. We're good. He's like, OK, I'm going to start and I'll nod at you when you should come in. I was like, sounds great, man. <laughs> I'll do that. So we do Baby Grand, uh, the one he does with Ray Charles on the bridge, which was, you know, more of my era, Billy Joel as a kid, yeah. the like '80s Billy Joel, and again, hate on it if you want. Totally get it; it's all good. Oh no, um, but, Billy Joel's incredible. You know, yeah, I, don't I was know gonna say I didn't realize that was a thing. Yeah, he's yeah. awesome. Okay, okay, fair. So uh, maybe it's a New York thing. Like they think it's a Long Island people maybe. thing. Yeah, I don't know. I anyway, um, so yeah, we did we did Baby Grand and. You can see the video online or on TikTok. It's uh, one of the most amazing nights of my life. And we crushed it. I mean, I don't know. I was on another plane that night. The two (laughs) of us just like, I mean, I like uh, blacked out and was like having an out-of-body experience. But You were just receiving, um, you were receiving all the glory. Yeah, I was just like a vessel. I was just, the energy of the universe was flowing through me. Um, That's cool. and, And yeah, we crushed it. It was a standing ovation. Everybody went absolutely nuts. And uh, and then he hugged me. It was great. It was such really a great cool. night. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. Dude, and like the be- maybe yeah. the best part. Okay, not the best part, but like a cool part was that then I would walk around the like Washington Square Park and around the NYU quote unquote campus because there's not really like a campus per se. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just like the city, but downtown. And I'd walk around and kids would be like, "You're that guy. You're oh, that guy." So, so that was my first. <laughs> That was my first experience with like being a little famous, yeah. which was kind of fun. Got a little bit. That is really cool. I love that. That what a great. And story. like this one girl that I was really into that did not show me any interest was like, "Hey, what are you I doing?" So. You know, and I was like, yeah. "No, and come now on." And she's my yeah. wife. I was like, "No, no, no way." No. Oh, you said no. You did. Yeah, either? I was like, "No, oh, you didn't, no, you didn't like me before." Now. Oh. No, I was like, "You didn't like me before. Now you're interested." I don't. Yeah. I don't. Nice, that's, dude. That's fishy. Wow. I don't like Respect. it. That's a baller move. That is a baller move. Baller move. I wouldn't do it. I'd be like, finally, attention. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That's cool. Dude, that's awesome. And, it was a great night. And then my other question, of course, is American Idol. I'd, I'm so curious. So my wife is on American Idol, but it was on later season, like season eight. 
Um, I thought it was later than that. Maybe even later yeah, than that. Yeah, I think and it was towards the team. It was, it was uh, Harry Connick Jr., uh, J-Lo, and... and Keith Urban, I think, were the judges. But you that, were that would have been a that would have been a dream for me. I mean, Harry well, Connick really? Jr. is one oh, of my yeah. most totally. favorite artists. Really? I mean, his That's album, cool. his album "She" is like you know, like <laughs> Desert Island's album for me. Uh, uh, just curious, being a musician, uh, songwriter, I'm gonna get nerdy. I don't know if you've ever seen this video. Harry Connick Jr. does an epic musician move. Where he's yeah, playing. I've seen, it. seen that. I've seen it. I have yeah. no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm not, I don't want to step on the story, though. You feel free to tell it. It's a great, it's a great story. <laughs> I would love if you were just like, I'm telling a story. I got I this. <laughs> he's playing piano, and the crowd is clapping on, on the one and three instead of the two and four. Or, okay. Or, uh, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Or how, yeah, yeah, am I saying that reverse? You got it right. I got, you it, got right, it right. Okay. And and it's bothering him, and he kind of looks at the band. He like like... Does a smirk at the band, and he adds a he does a five four, because it now switched it to where they were clapping, on the on, on the words supposed because to be. he added a beat, and and the and the band looks at each other, and the bass player goes like this. And yeah, they like, all freak out. Everyone was like, yeah. "It's great." <laughs> no way! Oh, I need to watch. Really I have good. not seen this, and no one noticed. And all of a sudden, they're clapping on beat. It was so good. This is like classic musician inside baseball. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like <you> love that. <laughs> I, I have not seen this. I must watch Nerdy this. Oh, it's a, yeah, yeah oh, you got to find that. I'm going yeah. to. Oh, um, no, the moment I leave, I'm going to yeah, be like, we'll watch video it. thing. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, no, but... But, but yeah, know, I was there with the original the Holy OG Trinity. Yeah, yeah, man. So, ooh, the Holy can you just tell, tell me about that a little bit? Like, um, like... I guess where do I want to start? I don't. I don't. We don't have to go on like crazy story about it. Like we're we're towards the end now. But I'm just kind of curious. Like the the original judges, I feel, were the true. Like they were looking for stars. They weren't just like musicians who like were like yeah sure you sound good. Like they knew what they were talking about. I think, especially Simon and Randy, uh, Paula, uh, Paula too. Of course, she's fantastic. But like they they were A and R reps, so they they were looking for certain things. So I guess what was that like, like meeting them and having them judge you and stuff? <laughs> so I'm gonna, I'm gonna challenge, I'm gonna challenge your take on that because, oh, okay. I, I, because to me, I think the lesson, the big lesson for me being on the show was that they were not, it was not a talent competition. Like oh, okay. this was a television show. Like it was for entertainment. Yeah, and that's what I kind of took away from it was that. Um, each of them had like a role to play, right? Like Simon's going to be mean. That's yeah, his yeah. thing. And like Paul is going to be nice. That's her thing. And like, I don't know, Randy's somewhere in the middle, but like, you know, and, and I'm not saying they don't have expertise. You're absolutely right. Like they were like serious music, music industry veterans. But I think the thing that I didn't quite grasp going into it was that this was a television show first and foremost like they needed ratings you know and so if you were willing to sort of exploit your personal story a little bit they love that they would Mm. eat that up and i really wasn't willing to do that like i was like i'm here for the talent competition you know like i want you to tell me if i'm good enough and if not see like i'm not gonna talk about like like i have divorced parents okay I could have been like, you know, I came from a broken home. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you know, <laughs> I, I sold is, my voice is pretty. I sold my it. dad's. <laughs> I sold my dad's money clip to get here. Yeah, and, I mean, yeah. there's stories like that where people are like sold their engagement ring to get on this, you know. 
And like, that makes a great story and people are invested in that. And I totally, I don't, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's just a thing. Like I respect the fact that they're making a television show. Um, but I do think that that first and foremost, that's what it is. If, Hey, if they create a star and they can make money off of that also great. I think they're happy, you know, that Carrie Underwood became a big star and they probably made a bunch of money off of that too. I think they're happy about that, but you know, I think at the end of the day, they, they wanted eyeballs on the, the television show. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know if that, that if that answers the question. Well, no, but... it does. Yeah. No, that is good. I I guess like I I, I listened to a, a podcast with Randy Jackson. He he felt strongly about what I said about he's like we're we're actually ARS stuff. But I think you bring up a good point. Like I I think that's more known now. Maybe when you did it early on, that wasn't so in the open about it. Oh, this is a TV show. Well, and people know that. And here's what now. I'll say. Um, during the audition process, I actually went. I was living in New York, but I, they were doing auditions in New Orleans. So I went home to New Orleans to audition uh, on, in the Superdome, like just before Katrina, which was kind of crazy. Oh, wow. But oh, wow. Um, so I was on, and like, I'm a huge Saints fan. I show up, you know, on the field of the Superdome. I'm like, this is pretty cool. <laughs> um, but I, I, re I realized that there were two different types of people who were making it through to the next uh, audition, like, cause there's a big cattle call thing at the beginning yeah. and that isn't on television, but the people who were really good, you could, you could hear, you know, somebody would like, you'd hear a little flourish of singing and you'd be like, Oh, that's good. And they'd be like, Oh, you're, and they'd run off up the stairs with their, you know, going on to the next part of the, the process. And then there'd be the ones who were in like a cow costume <laughs> or were like yeah, yeah. <laughs> dressed as a mermaid yeah, yeah. or perhaps we're not very talented, yep. but in a very amusing kind of a way. Right. Yeah, yeah. And I think we all Sanjay. accept. Remember Sanjay? No. What was some, what season was, do you know who I'm talking about? Sanjay? I, I not, I vaguely have some recollection of this, but I'm not sure. Back in the day, my parents used oh, to Oh, I think I'm thinking of William Hung. I think William that's who I'm Hung, thinking that's of. William Hung, that's another good one. I have yeah. no idea. Yeah. Anyways. So, so, you know, I realized that we kind of are all in on the, on the joke during the audition part, but they're actually selecting these people. So, you know, it's like the really talented people who are going to maybe make it through to Hollywood and the like ridiculous people who are never going to make it through to Hollywood, yeah. but like are for entertainment purposes. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, so to me, I just happened to notice that like you'd get one of the two producers names on somewhere on your, I don't remember what it was. They gave you like a piece of paper or something and it was like Ken and Nigel, the two producers, and one would be Ken and one would be a Nigel. And I, I have a feeling one of them was like the ridiculous person and one was the talented person. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, but I don't know. That's just part of making a television show, right? <laughs> that's more to my point, I think. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. oh, yeah. yeah, that's interesting. What, what a but it was a, it was a crazy experience. Yeah. Yeah, it was really surreal. I don't think it's like something that... Um, is normal to like go do something all day long and then go home and watch it on TV. Like it's, it's pretty crazy. Um, you know, and it definitely messed with my head a little bit. Like, I think I'm much better prepared now, you know, should I rise to, to infamy at this point, um, <laughs> than I was then. Um, but yeah, it's a pretty weird place to be, to be like under the microscope, yeah. you know, you know, I climbed to the top of the mountain and then very unceremoniously got tossed off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That hat, yeah. That I feel like that would that would be problematic for well, me. 
We we interviewed another guy. Um, oh my god, he he was on Glee, and then he was on Ameri- on The Voice. Yeah, and mm-hmm. then and then he kind of like fell off the radar, and then he we we were interviewing about releasing music and stuff like that, and you know he kind of talked about that too, just how like crazy it is where you're like you're on TV and everyone's watching you, and all of a sudden you're just like gone. <laughs> yeah, and now almost a restart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. But that was yeah. A while I mean, my ago, so. my favorite. My favorite moment, like hearkening back to the Billy Joel thing where people were rep, you know, recognizing me all over campus, um, I was on the subway platform after I, I'd left American Idol and some guy like walked up to me and he's like, you got robbed, dude. I was like, thanks. Nice. It's like nice. a very, this is like a solid, solid moment. That I is really cool. Remember yeah. that. I like so that. wherever you are, guy, thank you. I appreciate <laughs> that. Oh, I know you're talking about. He does listen to this podcast. Yeah, the, the guy. Yeah, the guy. guy? Yeah, the yeah, guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he does. He 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 constantly <laughs> talks about that. Um, uh, well, that, <laughs> well, thank you for in, 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 indulging. indulging. Yeah. Um, did you need help with that one? I did. I say <laughs> words wrong. Preface. Preface. Um, now this has been fun. This is. Uh, I like it. Yeah. I, well, I before we, we end, I'd like to go back a little bit. So, so oh. I mean, like, and end on the note with a little bit about your. I mean, just talk a little bit about the the EP release and yes. Uh, I mean, then we'll do plugs here in a minute, but but uh, yeah, a little bit about the EP release and and then a little bit about maybe your next project, which you're already working on. Yeah. So I think you guys did an episode on TikTok and music, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. So so I think the music world has changed a lot we talked about that a little bit as far as recording is concerned but as an independent artist who's not like you know i've had some notoriety but i'm not you know harry styles or something um i don't really have the luxury of releasing an entire ep at once or like an album full-length album like the way that it works now is we are all subservient to our computer overlords aka the algorithm right (laughs) so uh, You're talking his legs yeah, right now. <laughs> right. So uh, so I don't have the luxury of just like the Red Hot Chili Peppers throwing an, an entire album out and being like, boom, there you go. Enjoy. Like, I'm going to slow drip this EP. So it's going to be one song at a time. Yeah. And that makes the algorithm happy. So I have to keep it happy. Little algorithm baby. Gotta give it just a little bottle, just a little, little bit at a time. <laughs> um, and that also has to do with the short attention span of, of people in the world these days. Um, so the, the hope is to bring a lot of attention to each song as it comes out. But yeah, so this EP will come out over the next several months, but the first track take me down, which is kind of all about um, sort of during the lockdown, realizing the ridiculousness of the world. And I think everybody kind of felt a little bit of that and kind of was questioning why am I doing what I'm doing with my life right now? And you saw a lot of people change careers and change a lot about their lives after they sat at home and thought about it. Right. So that's what that song is. And my solution to, to the ridiculousness of the world is to go to the beach. Right. That's, that's what I landed on. And so that's that's what that song. So take me, so take me down. So my, my solution was to take me down to the sea. Right. You know, and I invite everyone to come with me. That's Take Me Down, which is out May 15th Yeah. Um, on all streaming platforms. And you can pre-save that lovely tune at juddharris.com slash pre-save. And that's Judd, J-U-D-D, 
Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S dot com. Yeah. Oh, we're going to be doing that. JudHarris.com slash pre-save. There you go. Pre-save. <laughs> Sorry, we keep doing that joke. If you, A lot of people might not remember this. A long time ago, he, uh, uh, our, our, our lovely friend Brian here, our lovely co-host Brian. I would just say preface that, and I said, can you preface, preface that? that? And the, our guest totally ridiculed me. For, oh, Hours, literally yes, yes. hours. The whole time we were talking. <laughs> well, I will commiserate in that in high school, I had never seen the word facade spelled out. <laughs> yes. And I said Cast fake aid. I didn't know what a fake aid was. <laughs> I knew what a facade was, but I had never seen it in print. <laughs> and I said fake aid, and they corrected me, and I have never forgotten uh, that I got it wrong. My, my I will wor- never. My worst story. I don't speak it? French. What can I say? Right? It's unfair. I speak Spanish. <laughs> No, my worst story, I was in an IHOP, and I was I was sitting there. This was probably when I was 18 or 19, and I was looking at the IHOP, and underneath it said International House of Pancakes, and I was like, oh, shit, it stands for International House of Pancakes. <laughs> I, I was just... today years old. Okay, good. <laughs> That's what he says. He's like, I was today years old no, when I realized, I realized. IHOP standard for International ever, House of Pancakes. For some pancakes. reason, I was just like, I thought IHOP was just a fun name. Like, I hop to IHOP, you know? Am I the smart one here? <laughs> I'm kidding. It's so funny. <laughs> well, okay. So, so hold on. I have one more question I wanted to ask really quick. Because, Please, so, so because, well, because you had mentioned that you're working on, on other music, but then we also need to uh, give praise to the overlord of, of the algorithm. Uh, mm-hmm. You said that you're going to do more like New Orleans style. So are you kind of separating those or will that end yeah, up so being the like next, one full thing? I, I'm sort of planning way ahead because I want to yeah. be able to keep this content coming and yeah. hopefully that'll be something fun for listeners to be able to, you know, check out a new tune every couple of months. Um, but the next EP will be, um, I don't, this is like news. I feel like it's like, a, I'm not sure it's I should exclusive. say it. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be, uh, you know, much more New Orleans oriented. Uh, the next EP is going to be, you know, some like Fats Domino, some like meters, some, uh, yeah. you know, a little more of that New Orleansy sound. And I got some really fun people that are that are collaborating on that, so it's gonna yes, be great. Yes, that's gonna be awesome. Um, I like it. Oof, oof. So, so yes. come along for the ride. Nice. Nah, I'm jumping off the train. <laughs> the the ride. The train. Then he, this he, got he, awkward. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> well, me and Brian do this all the time because we'll we'll throw jokes out and then we'll be like, hold on, fix yeah. that in post. <laughs> and sometimes we'll be like, ha ha. <laughs> No, I was thinking you're getting off the train. You're gonna go into the, but I, for, I forgot what it was. Oh, the parade, New Orleans oh, parade. Yeah, I, I'm joining. Join the, I'm get joining off the train. The parade. Get on the, get in the parade. I like it. God, I fucking see. Yeah. I was, I was going somewhere with it. That's why I stared at you weird. Uh, well, uh, well, why well, don't John, you, you he was awesome. thinking about it. He was giving you. He had the joke in his head. He was giving you his preface. <laughs> Oh, that was so good. oh, bro, that 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 is the joke that just keeps on giving. So <laughs> you already plugged, uh, you already plugged, um, you plugged. So the beach, huh? What? 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 The the, the his EP. You tell me what to plug. Where you going? <laughs> JudHarris.com/slash/preorder. Pre-save. Pre-save. <laughs> Pre-save. 
Not preface, pre-save. No, pre-save. Well, you said pre-order, but said pre-order. he's not order. ordering it. You're you saving. But it, you know, one can just go to juddharris.com and it'll tell you what to do. No yeah. problem. Perfect. So, your plugs, juddharris.com. Do you have social medias? Yeah. You like people of course. Yeah, I'm all over TikTok these days because that's where a lot of music is happening, yeah, yeah, which yeah, you guys yeah. well know. You um, were talking about it. Um, so yeah, Judd Harris music on TikTok. Judd Harris music on Instagram. Judd Harris music. You get the idea. It's on, you know, all yeah. of those platforms, uh, except for Twitter, which I am no longer on. Wow. Ooh. Interesting. I, I gave mean, it up. Tw- Twitter it's good for point, my mental health. Yeah, it's probably good. I was going to say, Twitter at this point, not really a huge, like, music. Man. More, uh, beach, exactly. less, more beach, less Twitter. That's your new shirt. More beach, less Twitter. I hate that. I'd like 10% yeah. of the proceeds. I'm like, more birds, less tweet. No, no, no. Maybe? Because mm, I'm in the Dominican Republic. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I need to workshop it. There's something, yeah, there's there's something there. there. There's something there, though. <laughs> oh, man. Well, Judd, we appreciate you being on. Uh, yeah, and, and, and Debbie is super excited. She's going to be excited to listen to this because this is, you know, you know, uh, you yeah, were did, gone. But, uh, yeah, we, I gave the, the plug that, De- that that they work together yeah, all the time. Yeah, yeah it's pretty fun. But we're super pumped that you're on. This this was a blast, and 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 thank you so much. Yeah, I think it's thank you for great. having me. This is fun. Oh, <laughs> come on, we'll come talk when the next EP is coming, right? Yeah, baby, yeah. Oh wait, oh that's right. I have one more question. We ha- we haven't. We well, this will be the last thing because, and then after that, we we, we do the farewells. Uh-oh. But it's it's the the one that we ask everybody. Yes. Also, okay. we'd like to come to the Dominican Republic, so we're gonna come find right. you. And we'll hang yeah. out. We'll hang out. Great. So get get Sounds a bed good. ready, because uh, that is very close to a threat. We're gonna come find you. <laughs> right. You're right. Just we'll ask. Just go you. go to the Dominican Republic and just ask after Juddie Bonito, and J- they'll find me. Juddie Bonito. Bonito. Nice, <laughs> dude. That's a good nickname. Could I like how how do you get that nickname? That's a great. Nickname. Apparently, you must be Bonito. Yeah, Muy Bonito. Muy Bonito. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on. Uh, yeah. that's great so my last question I'd like to end it with a bruise question as it is music ah. and bruise so you already told us kind of one little drinking story about how you got plane tickets uh, to the Dominican Republic so we like to ask what is a fun or crazy whatever you're willing to say <laughs> yeah what, what are you willing <laughs> drinking to drinking story to? that you might have okay uh, <laughs> I think it was my, I don't know if this is a great story, but I'm going to tell it anyway. Uh, I think it was my 32nd birthday, maybe 31st, one of those. And um, I put together this big party at a bar in New York City. And at this point in time, I had, you know, I was still pretty close to my 20s. I had a million friends that I wanted to come. My cousin was living in New York. My brother was living in New York. I had all these people and I and had a massive guest list, and this bar was like three floors, and I told everybody to come. So we got there a little early because we wanted to be there as everyone arrived, and I started drinking. And um, I kept drinking, <laughs> and everybody wanted – it was my birthday, you see, and everyone wanted to buy me a drink. <laughs> uh-huh, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Starting off and, hot. Yep, 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 yep. So yeah, I was I was started with like a scotch or something, and I don't Fancy. even remember what else. I asked for water at one point. One of my friends handed me a Long Island iced tea. I remember that. <laughs> oh, no, that is the so opposite of water. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was jump. So I was jumping around the room, talking to everybody. My wife tied a balloon to my belt 
buckle loop, That's you know, hilarious. on the back. You're like a so that tortoise. she could see where I was, you know, because she was worried about me. That's because <laughs> I was hilarious. Okay. That is very smart. I'm going to do that to you yeah, you when we go me. out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the kind of person you want to read their book, right? <laughs> yeah, so anyway, exactly. I, uh, I got, I'm just really trashed. And at some point I realized that I'm going to be sick, right? And I mean, this is like beginner mistakes. Like I couldn't believe how, I mean, not all my fault. You know, I tried to drink water. I did. <laughs> I tried to do the right thing. I, I love that you. I I'm tried, but then got handed a Long Island. What am I, I supposed mean, I remember to do? She's like, "Drink your water," and I'm like, "It's. I don't want it." Something's wrong with this water. Like that's not water, you bastards. <laughs> so I go in the bathroom and I um, took care of business and and um, and then my wife tried to come in after me. And the bouncer was like, uh, 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 no. And she's like, he's throwing up in there. Do you not want me to go in there and make sure it gets in the toilet? And so I, <laughs> nice. she came in and to this day, she marvels at the fact that I was completely clean. I made no mess. It all nice. went in the toilet. I'm very proud of that. Uh, even in my completely drunken stupor. And then I promptly went home before midnight and many people who showed up to that party will tell you that I was not there oh, at my own geez. birthday party. <laughs> oh, geez. That's, that's so very I peaked, good. I peaked early that night. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was pretty sad. I straight up thought you were going to be like, so I started with a scotch and then I don't remember what happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, not much of a story, I guess, if you just black no, out I, immediately. credits. It's all worth it just for the idea of the balloon. The, yeah, the balloon. Right. The balloon idea is like marble. Because this dude's a runner. No, uh, that only happened on my bachelor that's party. That's happened multiple times. My bachelor party, I was like, hey, let's go to this bar. And they're like, all right. And everyone started walking, and I started running the other direction. The opposite direction. <laughs> and I'm like, damn it. I'm just like, oh. Anyway. That's no good. Well, that's a good friend right there. <laughs> yeah. It's looking you. after you. Yeah. Yeah. Balloon well, then, then I slapped him in the face. <laughs> No, I didn't do that, but um, just to sober, just to sober you up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all love. All right, a little bit of hate. <laughs> well, thank you, Judd. This is a lot yeah. of fun. Oh, you were amazing. My absolute pleasure. Really, it was a good time, guys. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Well, everybody, check out, check out. Uh, uh, well, I want the, the EP, the Beach, but the songs as they come out. Um, yes. Absolutely incredible. We got a sneak peek at them, so that's right. We're pumped. And your wife's book. What what is her name again? And, and her latest book, Sarah Knight. Sarah Knight. S A R A H. Sarah Knight. Uh, and the book that just came out is called "Grow the Fuck Up." Uh, how to? I think it's how to. I'm. She's gonna kill me. It's like how to act like an adult and be treated like one. I believe is the subtitle. Gotcha. Um, but it's it's not just for kids. It's for adults it's too. It's for me and Johnny too. Yeah, everybody, yeah. everybody could I, use a little refresher course. I think. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I straight up thought you were gonna be like, it's about you know growing the fuck up. <laughs> it is indeed. Um, yeah, but you know she came up with the brilliant idea of the balloon, so she must be pretty smart. Oh, she is. Yeah, and also um, like with the amount of bouncers we've dealt with, the fact that she was able to get around him, I'm already like, yeah, she's a right. she's smart a, girl. She's she's a winner. <laughs> nice. Yeah, she's pretty awesome. great. Well, you we'll let you have the rest of your day. We appreciate you being on, and um, yeah, have a nice day. We'll yeah. talk soon. Cheers, thanks, guys. Thanks, Cheers. Jared. We'll see you, man. <laughs> man, he was awesome. It was good. Yeah, Judd was great. Judd, Jeff, Judd Apatow, Judd, Judd Harris, um, Winona Judd. He did what the fuck. Winona Ryder, Judd, Judd. 
Are you trying to string that? R- riders in the night. Oh, uh, oh, night. Uh, Sarah Knight. John Harris. Sarah Knight, his wife. Holy shit. Dude! <laughs> Man! You really were lost in that. You're like, what? That was really good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, see what we just did? We just did this crazy circle. I mean, it I was hope, a made-up circle, but it's there. Everyone just heard what happened, because that was beautiful. I mean, if you didn't rewind, I, I was gonna wait. 30 <laughs> seconds, and re-listen, because that was I think blowing. most people got it. You Mr. Think? Preface. Uh... <laughs> No, so we haven't had interviews in a while, but we got a bunch coming up, and this was, you know, a nice good start. Great, great guest, great, great person to talk to. Yeah, no, this was this it. was a good time. It was unique, another country to add to our list. We do, we are, we are really kind of going around the world. Where's Catalina of, from? Catalina was um, Venezuela, or uh, I don't remember. South America, right? Yeah, Pretty some sure. it's definitely South America. I mean, have you heard her music? It's very South American. Yeah, yeah very, very good. Very, very, very good. Uh, yeah. Latin. Um, yeah. Bro. Bro. Whoa. Guys. Girls. No, girls don't listen to this. <laughs> I can't imagine. <laughs> no, they do. I'm sure. I'm sure they do. Maybe. There's um, a couple. <laughs> well, we don't want couples. We want. We want the single ladies. <laughs> so stupid. Uh, all right, we're gonna now, end this. Now they're start. not listening. Yeah, now no. they're like, okay, fucking well, idiots. Uh, guys, make sure to go check us out on our Instagrams and our Facebook at uh, Blueprint Music. Well, actually, yes, but uh, Music and Brews, as well as our parent company, Blueprint Music, for any of your music needs. Um, <laughs> that was pretty good. I thought I liked that. Um, I saw <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna read that. But it's good. He's got a he, uh, Brian over here has a a uh, what do you call that a uh, koozie a koozie that from from a a hot dog stand that's or a restaurant in Nashville called I saw a lot of wieners. Um, yeah. So give us the uh, give us those likes. Come check us out, and then please give us five stars on iTunes and on uh, subscribes on on Spotify. Yeah, oh, we're gonna be rock and rolling, baby. Yeah, and comment and and give us your yeah. input. We're gonna be we're gonna be throwing up. I think we're gonna start throwing up some more uh, video. Well, definitely videos. We have a lot coming up, but also maybe some just like questionnaires, some dumb fun ones. Yeah, uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm I I yeah, I'm pumped. I'm pumped. Yeah. I, I think we're gonna we're gonna maybe put some stuff. This is our year. It's our year. It's our year. Maybe put stuff on YouTube. Yep. Test, Definitely. Test TikTok. Test out a little. So. TikTok, YouTube will work. Even though we uh, did a whole episode about, well, TikTok is bad. Also, we no, like. No, Instagram under- Reels. Oh, Reels. That's right. That's right. We're going to do Reels. Because TikTok's going to be banned. Is it? They keep saying. That's not going to. Because the, the Chinese. You hear about this? Yeah, but it's not going to happen. Yeah, I don't know. Um. Yeah. Bro. Bro, do you remember when I uh, spoke about Corona and their beer? The coronavirus? The had, corona- had their own beer? They did. The coronavirus and, beer? And, and here's the thing. You know how they fixed the coronavirus beer is by adding sunlight to it, which made the corona beer now. Oh, I see. Oh, because corona means sun. <laughs> 
My mind is getting blown right now. I didn't even think about that. It's corona does not mean sun. Yes, a corona is Latin for sun. Oh, Latin. Okay, I I, I was thinking Spanish. I don't. Know. Are you being right with this? So the corona <laughs> is the outermost section of the sun in science terms. Okay. In astro in astronomy. That's what you call the I, outermost section gonna, of the sun, I'm, Corona. Here's a, guys, you're learning a lot here today. Yeah. And you know, it, the, you know what? <laughs> you, go for it. No, I was just going to say, it's just really cool that, yeah. that people can learn so much with us. Man, yeah, but I mean, they learn so much. They're able to like do laundry and maybe drive. But you know, it's a bad idea. Yeah, that was a bad, that was a bad one. <laughs> Dude. I think it's more funny to do that. But uh, drive. They can maybe also... they're going for a walk. Maybe they're uh, they're they're just sitting chilling. at home, just sitting with a drink. Um, yeah. Oh, it's almost like going to school. Oh, but Johnny, you can't drink at school. Oh, but you know you you can do. What you, what can you do? <laughs> We're having trouble. <laughs> what can you do? What would you do? Can't drink at school. Can you drink at that? Yeah.